uh, creating creating a character, whether it be uh, a puppet or you as an actor, it's exactly the same process. It's about figuring out their personality and um, and a lot of I'm um, not a lot. Sometimes um, people can get a little bit caught up in trying to create a character voice for a puppet. But if you start working on the character first, you'll find that the character voice will start to actually present itself and that you will start speaking as that character. In this episode, I'm talking to Paul Lewis, who is a puppeteer in New Zealand. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. So we've got a bit of background puppets. Yeah. Their fur is getting in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Paul, it's so lovely to talk to you. Yes. You are, you know, it's it's morning here in Vienna and it's it's almost midnight there in, um, oh, what time is it now? In, in, it's yeah, 10 you're o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for for talking to me at this time of night. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm so fascinated by your puppets. I, I found you on Instagram. Yeah, and I also saw this amazing puppet that you are doing at the. Well, it I um, I you have to explain to me because I I just saw it moving and and or or, or the 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 um the new design that you made which puppet was this um what is the recent one that you posted i posted a are you talking about the one that's very pale with big ears and the yeah. coat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Nos, nosferatu yeah 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 so tell me about so first of all tell me about um how you started in puppetry mm-hmm well, it's kind of a very circuitous route. Um, I am a child of the 70s, and so I was born the year that Sesame Street first went to air, back in 1969. And uh, in 1975, 1976, The Muppet Show first aired as well. And um, I just fell in love with puppets then, and uh, taught myself to build puppets and to puppeteer. We didn't really have any resources here in New Zealand. <laughs> I didn't have anybody who could teach me. So what I did was I learned to make puppets from um, studying how soft toys are made and then just figuring out patterns from there. So they were a little bit hit and miss, but I was under 10 years old when I started building puppets. Wow. But at the same time, I became very, very passionate about cartooning and art and wanted to go down that route as well. And then when I hit my teenage years, uh, became a big fan of horror movies and I wanted to be a creature maker. I wanted to do special effects makeup. My heroes were people like Rick Baker and Rob Bertin and Dick Smith, the giants of the American effects makeup world. And then when I was 16, I did my first school show and found I could sing and fell in love with acting and all of that got put aside. And I wow. trained classically as a singer, and my first gigs were actually with Opera New Zealand when I was uh, 20. So Where I was singing, I singing with, 
that? <laughs> I was singing with Opera New Zealand for in the chorus, in the tenor chorus, second tenor chorus, for several <laughs> years. And then I did a whole bunch of musicals. And then just kind of like, yeah, chipped away at trying to make a, an acting career. My uh, now ex-wife and I went and lived in the UK for nearly a decade. Um, it was a bit of a struggle to get work there, but we had a lot of fun and made some great friends. And um, yeah, and when I came back to New Zealand, uh, I decided to be, um, <laughs> I decided that I'd go back to training as an actor because I'd never trained. Um, and I decided, because uh, I'd gotten to drama school when I was 22, 23, but I was also getting a lot of work. So I thought, I'll put training aside. Um, so yeah, came home from the UK. I'm in my 30s and I thought, well, maybe I could be a drama teacher, but I'll need a degree and so forth. So I thought, I'll go, I'll go to drama school. <laughs> so I ended up being an older student going to drama school, um, came out, started working as an actor again, and uh, an opportunity came up to audition for a place called Woe Studios in Henderson uh, when I was 46. And they were going to be all about puppets. And I thought, wow, I haven't done anything with puppets in 30 odd years. I haven't, I hadn't picked up a puppet. I hadn't built a puppet. Um, a friend of mine had been cast and they were being trained by Peter Linz from Sesame Street. He's, he's, um, he's a long time Muppet performer. He's been around for decades and he's a wonderful puppeteer and a great teacher. And anyway, my friend said, I know that you're, you used to love puppets. Why don't you audition for this place? So when they held the next round of auditions, I applied and I built a puppet for the first time in 30 years. And I was like, how do you do this? So I popped onto YouTube and it was just like, oh, that's, that's how it's done. Okay, fine. Right. So uh, I just figured out a design, built the puppet, went and auditioned and got cast as a principal puppeteer and worked there full time for four and a half years as a wow. puppeteer and made and began making puppets as well. And yeah. um, within the first few months of starting there, I would take the puppets that I was building for myself at home and take them and show them to my boss. And he sort of reached a point where it was like, and the direct and the uh, in-house director as well. They reached a point where they were like, yeah, we think your puppets are professional enough to be in our shows. And so I started building puppets for the shows and then we did a TV show um, and some of my puppets appeared in that. And uh, so, yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying yeah. how I came to this point. <laughs> so I've been doing this for five years professionally now, and it's all I've been doing in the last five years is puppetry or puppet making. Isn't it amazing that how this jump from, from as a child being interested in the puppets, but now I want to ask you, um, uh, in, um, well, so when you were a child and you started, you taught yourself how to do puppets, were you going in the right direction now that you know that you're really making puppets? Do you think at that stage you were sort of instinctively making it how it's supposed to be made? I, I had an understanding of design and um, once I, uh, one of my aunts taught me to sew and she taught me to hand sew, um, which is, for me, that's how I make my puppets. I hand sew all my puppets. I don't machine sew them. Um, uh, once she sort of gave me those skills and also uh, showed me how patterns are made and so forth, I did find I had a grasp of 
how to design a character and then break it down into patterns. But there were so many things I was missing. I didn't understand about foam understructure um, and, and that whole art of creating a foam um, shape that you then put material over the top of. Um, because nothing that I saw on TV to do with the Muppets actually showed you that process. So I didn't know that's how they were made. And I knew no puppet makers in New Zealand. There was, there was nobody doing that that I was aware of when I was interested in puppets at that time. That came later, but by then I'd already moved on. Um, and of course there was no internet and even magazines. I hunted, I, I searched libraries and magazine stores for anything to show me how it was done. And in the end, I just kind of had to fudge it a little bit. But um, some of the puppets came out okay. They actually weren't mm. too bad. Yeah. And do you still have some of them? None, except uh, for one. And the one that I've got was actually one of the first latex rubber monsters that I made. And I made it when I was 15. And it's kind of quietly rotting away in a box. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, but uh, all the other puppets I actually gave away to um, ch a children's hospital when I was... 17 or 18. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're all gone. Yeah. But you've been, so you've been in the arts all your life. So you've first as uh, an opera singer and then, um, you know, an actor. And yeah. uh, now, when you make your puppets, uh, are there things about being in those careers or uh, um, characters that you've played that, that sort of, in the back of your mind come forward in these in these puppets that you make yeah uh, absolutely oh it yeah is. because uh creating creating a character whether it be uh, a puppet or you as an actor it's exactly the same process it's about figuring out their personality and um and a lot of i'm um, not a lot sometimes um people can get a little bit caught up in trying to create a character voice for a puppet but if you start working on the character first you'll find that the character voice will start to actually present itself and that you will start speaking as that character so i don't think about voice at the start i just think about who is this who is like who is this guy here yeah. for instance um and he's he's a character i've not really worked with very much but he's he's got a name now and he's got a bit of a personality um, but he could be explored. Um, so yeah, it it is exactly like being an actor when you think about uh, all the things that go into that. Because a puppet um, is a, a living, breathing thing. So uh, um, and they have feelings, and um, they react to certain situations in a certain way. They have a certain energy level. Some may be low energy. Some may be very high energy. Really? Um, some may be quick to anger, some may be very patient and say very little. You discover that, and some of that will come from the script if it's a character that's being written for the first time for you. When I build a puppet, I often find that um, they're a puppet waiting for a personality, because what I think about is the design. So like this guy, he came really out of, um, there's a flower that grows on my property. Um, that kind of has this shape. I've forgotten the name of the flower. It's just gone from my head, but it's a very similar shape to this. And yeah. I thought that would make a wonderful puppet. And so I designed this guy, but he was built without any 
thought as to who that character was. So, okay. um, but how one day I'll figure that out. Is is a is he just a hand puppet? So if we talk about puppets, you talk about how is yeah, he? Yeah, so so he's a hand puppet. He's a hello. So um, so yeah, he's got um, rods for hands. So I oh. um, yeah. So he could be he could be used in performance. Absolutely. Do you are are you the voice yes. of all your puppets? Okay. Yes, yes. All the all the characters that uh, I've ever worked with, apart from um, one commercial and also a TV show that I did, uh, I provide the voices for. And that's okay. usually the case. It's so much harder to do a performance to somebody else's voice. Mm -hmm. And there's no room for improvisation if you aren't providing the voice. And uh, improvisation is something that I love and has been... Um, when we worked at Woe Studios, uh, it was such a big part of our live shows to just constantly evolve the characters, evolve the scripts. And, you know, in the moment you might think of something and it might just suddenly strike you and you speak as the character and it's like, that works because it got a response. Yeah. And a favorable response and you're like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna keep that in the script. But also um, just that ability to be able to act upon an impulse is, is for me, really important as a puppeteer. So if I have to puppeteer to somebody else's recorded voice, uh, it's very, it's not as freeing. I can find moments, but because yeah. you're working to a, to a recording, you can only, you know, you have to fit to the same um, vocal pattern, take after take after take, there's no variance. But you can find little things. Mm. And is it, is it, <laughs> is it important for you oh, that that you is it something that say uh, can somebody else take your puppet and uh, get the same character out of the puppet than what you imagined this puppet to be? I feel a little. I, I got to admit, I feel a sense of ownership over my characters. So. Uh, at Woe Studios, we did have understudies. It was important to have understudies um, uh, when we were able to. And somebody would come in, um, particularly because, you know, illness can strike. You're working around audiences of children. We get to meet children afterward. And and you can often just pick up their colds and so forth. And then you may find you've lost your voice. So it was handy to have somebody who uh, understudied you and then was able to step in. Um, but they will bring a different... They will bring their own um, take to the character, and understudy can't be an imitator. Really, they can only sort of try and um, try their own approach to that character, and produce it as produce it as best as possible. The voice will never ever be, you know, um, yeah, exactly alike. Uh, as you know, you'll see with like Jim Henson was Kermit the Frog originally and then you had Steve Whitmire and then so on and so on afterwards there's variances in the voices after Jim Henson you can tell that you know you're not hearing Jim when you see Kermit now yeah um because there'll always there'll always be something that you know is different in that performers you know you they can only imitate so much mm. and um uh, for, exam for example, if you um, make the puppets, do you 
do you have the script already? So you, you get the script or is the script written after you've made the puppet? Uh, the puppets, and, and I'm just going really from pretty much everything that I've done, um, I've never built a show around a puppet. It's always been that the puppets have come out of the show. So a character will be written into the show and it's like, okay, so we need a cat or we need a mouse or we need a monster or whatever. And then it'll be like, okay, so in the script, this is what the character says. This is how they interact with the other folks. I'll start to get a visual idea of what that character might be. And then I'll go and do a sketch. Um, if I'm building a puppet for myself, I actually never design them. I just start building them because okay. I, don't, I don't need to design them. I, I can already visualize what it looks like and having it on paper doesn't really help me. Um, so I tend to just kind of think about the design and then start the build. But if I'm working for somebody else, if they've hired me to build a puppet, then I provide sketches and so forth for them. But yeah, to answer your question, the puppet will come from the script most of the time. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, if, if we we associate puppets with you know the puppet shows and with children, and of course, yes. I can remember as a child how much we loved always puppets and you know you you really thought of them as real you know you, you yes. imagined them as real but now as a, as an adult you 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 haven't lost that i mean in the one side of your brain tells you it's not real but the moment you put that puppet uh, on your on your arm and you start reacting it's almost as if you you want to believe it's it's real you know? Yes. Do you find that as well? Yes, um, particularly with all the li live shows that we did at Woe Studios. Children would be, uh, particularly if they've never encountered a puppet and puppeteer before, we would often do a meet and greet after the show. So we'd have bring, each of us would bring a particular character out and you'd see the kids like trying to figure it out. They can see this character is talking and moving but also my lips are moving because we're not ventriloquists. We don't try and pretend to oh, yeah. be ventriloquists. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're like, so that person is what? And then they forget about us and they focus just on the character. Yeah. And adults do that too. It's exactly the same response. Yeah, they we... stop looking at us, <laughs> we disappear and the puppets are the focus. That's how it should be. Yeah, because this is what I did the moment you put. But put another, the other. Can you show the other puppet? Um, what what is his character? His name is Phibius Plum. Yeah. And and I'm still sort of figuring him out um, as well. He's kind of appeared in a couple of videos a friend of mine has done on Instagram, and I've I've sort of recorded some. Wait, the camera is moving. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, he's. He's kind of, he's a little theatrical. Theatrical? I think so. Um, I can see and, that totally. Yeah, so he's a bit of a singer as well. He's, he, I actually have sung with this this guy in a couple of videos as well. So it's just yeah. like, it's, it's always fun to be able to use that background I have as a singer with yeah. a puppet. Um, because it's not scary to me at all to, to learn a song, even a... Um, uh, yeah, and and just perform it as as a puppet yeah. character because I'm actually really shy as an actor. And one of the things that I've found is that puppets uh, turning to puppetry has just worked out great for me because everyone's focusing on the character, 
and they're yeah. not looking at me. Yeah. And that works for me just fine. <laughs> yeah. But but what I find so fascinating is the moment you put the puppet on your arm, it it comes to life. You you the way you show it, you know, the way you react with your hands. So so but you you immediately uh is, is it for you like that the, the moment you put it on your arm it it becomes real yeah i mean like this guy vault who oh, yeah. gets a pretty good reaction from kids because he's just so cheer <laughs> um but like you know he's got this great sort of curiosity thing going on where he's like what's going on hello my name's vault he's got oh, these yeah. lovely ears but He's you, just got this thing where he, you know, you can do very little with him and he's just kind of alive because he's like, what's going on? He's like a cat. <laughs> you know? And he looks like my little Yorkie. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's it's how you move it like that. That um, do, you, do you practice that? You know, do you um, do you sit in front of a mirror and, and see what do you do that yeah mirror mirror work is really important um i don't do enough of it these days uh with my characters um but it's like learning a musical instrument you know you've got to put in the work with scales and you know you've got to do the but also just having fun um uh, i'm uh learning to play uh piano and i'm using a keyboard and it's that whole thing isn't it where you're learning scales and and chords and other um fundamental exercises but you got to you also got to learn to play songs otherwise you're not going to have fun and you're, you're not going to learn as fast and it's the same with puppetry I mean there are there are fundamentals for puppetry that you've really got to focus on uh, particularly if you're doing screen puppetry which is which is a whole other art form from stage puppetry um, but you also you know it's it's great to work with other puppets uh, puppeteers when doing that because then you can bounce off each other it's actually acting for yourself is actually pretty hard so um one of the things that uh when teaching people to puppeteer that we get them to do is just um uh, lip sync to a song you know a song that they know really really well like they know all yeah. the lyrics and in front of a mirror and then just put a performance into that oh okay um, yeah. because it would be it, it's really um hard to just be in front of a mirror and then like try and act oh, with no. yourself yeah you want you want to bounce off somebody else if you're going to act but it, singing is different you can just like go for broke and just yeah. make discoveries as a puppeteer just in miming to a song but now uh, you must have a lot of fun with your colleagues when, when you work on a puppet show like that yeah we did yeah yeah <laughs> That's right. Um, I there are people that I um, get to work. I because I've since left Woe Studios um, yeah. and I've been working for other companies. But we have a very small group of puppeteers here in New Zealand who work professionally, and so every now and again we get to work together. There's there's not a huge amount of work in New Zealand. Um, a lot of it is self-generated. Um, uh, one of my friends from Woe Studios, she set up her own pup, little puppet company and she's starting to grow that and, and she, she's, she developed an interest in building puppets whilst we work together and she's worked really hard on um, um, 
um, growing her skills as a puppet maker. So she, because the great thing is, I think that anyone who puppeteers should know how to make their own puppets because otherwise they're held back. And if they can start to create their own characters themselves, they're not waiting for somebody else to make them a puppet or not waiting to find the money because it's expensive to build somebody a professional puppet. I I do get queries for commissions and when people <laughs> find out what it costs to actually build the kind of puppet that they want, I, I usually don't hear from them again because they don't understand just how much goes into yeah. building one. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that the character evolves while you're making it. So you understand your character much better because you made it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just also, um, yeah, you have a connection to it because like, but, you know, there are plenty of puppeteers, fantastic puppeteers who've never built a puppet in their life, but they okay. know how to put on it to take a character and then um, and create a, a fantastic performance. Um, so you don't need to be, but I think that um, uh, in this country, if you want to be a puppeteer, you, it's to your advantage to to learn those skills. Mm. So you you've you've touched now on a, on a subject uh, that um, you say that there's not a lot of work for a puppeteer um, in in New Zealand. But now, um, how do you think that could change? What what would be? Um, do you have a, an idea to think? Have you thought about? What is what is the problem? Why it is like that? Well, it's as as um, my boss at Low Studios found. It's it's just trying to people do love puppets, but um, it's just trying to find. But people love puppets, but they tend to associate them with children, so yeah. it can be quite difficult to get older kids and adults interested in puppets, uh, unless they have a connection to the Muppets, then they might have um, that going on. But um, uh, getting funding can be difficult uh, when people are like, well, uh, like for a screen project, for instance, because they'll see puppets as for little kids and it's just like, well, you know, how is this going to work? Um, I, I really don't have the answer. One of the things that I have uh, found with my career is that I've graduated away from these kind of cloth characters, uh, more towards the kind of puppetry that I'm doing for the TV show Sweet Tooth, for instance, which is a realistic character who is puppeteered by several people um, uh, in Bunraku style, Japanese, you know, where you have several people potentially working on one character. Um, and uh, that's actually really where my career has more gone to. And I've been able to get cons uh, reasonably consistent work over the last two and a half years. Um, this year, I've done two movies as a creature performer. I've done two short subjects where I created the puppets as well as, and, and they're not puppets like these. Unfortunately, I can't show you anything. I'm not allowed to. Um, <laughs> but the characters are very, very different from the kinds of puppets that I've built before. And so I've been learning new skills as a puppet maker 
for those projects. And and uh, like with Sweet Tooth and the two movies that I've done, I'm doing the kind of puppetry that I was really interested in as a teenager when I wanted to do horror movies and stuff like that. It's, it's creature uh, stuff. I, yeah. So it's bringing something to life that looks realistic and finding mm. the performance in that. And Sweet Tooth's great for this because we did season one and we're shortly about to start uh, filming season two and we're in pre-production for that. And so it's getting together and going through the scripts and finding out how and figuring out how we're going to bring this character to life for this new season in his scenes, how he's going to interact with the other actors who are real people. Um, and because he's the only puppet in the show. Yeah. Um, and um, how we're going to deal with the challenges that the writers have come up with for that character because he has more challenges in this season than he did in the last. Um, so that's really exciting stuff. And um, uh, yeah, so it, it's tricky. We, we, I'm just trying to think of, I mean, but I know that um, I, was, I talked about the friend who set up her own puppet company. Another mm -hmm. of my colleagues from Woe, he has been um, working with other companies and building puppets for them. He does different puppets from these. He does these beautiful mechanical puppets. His work is just outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he's um, working with a a company on an arts festival project and i think he's going to the united states uh, oh, at some okay. point in the mm -hmm. yeah so he's been very busy with those kinds of mm -hmm. uh puppet characters mm -hmm. yeah. uh, do you think also it's an industry that that people don't know much about that it's sort of um you know it's not it's not we, we talk about, we talk to, say, for instance, musicians and singers and actors and so on, and it's, it's an industry that, that I, well, I personally didn't know anything about it until I found you on Instagram, and I didn't think, <laughs> even think about it. Uh, it's not in my everyday, um, you know, thought process. But do you yes. think that could be the problem, you know, that, that, that it's just an industry that's not a lot known about? Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 most people's connection with puppets is through the Muppets themselves, yeah. you know. They may not have ever seen any other kind of puppet show um, or paid attention to any other one uh, on TV, but they'll know the Muppets. Um, yeah, uh, potentially, that's right. Yeah. And... And I mean, I think, I mean, this is just my observation. It's, you know, the Muppets did something so, so well that everything else kind of does compare to it. Um, yeah. They took a very simple designs at times, but um, uh, just really appealing characters and and um, the techniques used to bring them, uh, to build them and the textures that they used and yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think about in this country about the stuff um, that puppeteers can be doing because there have been bits and pieces here and there um, but nobody has uh, I, I don't I mean there was there was a show a TV show called the Mo Show which was very successful for many years here on uh, in New Zealand and um, the creator of that, Jeremy Dillon, had a great success with that. 
Um, but there hasn't been anything else on TV since then, really. Our TV show appeared and then we never really got to do, uh, apart from a couple of episodes of a, uh, an additional mini season, we never got to do another season after that because we couldn't get the funding. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it was just it, there was there were so many factors that uh, kept uh, creating obstacles to getting mm -hmm. funding to to do another show. Um, uh, I so think, yeah, and I think, and because I haven't tried to generate any work myself, because I've been very lucky that I've been recommended for projects, and I've been doing commercials and other bits and pieces, either as a as a puppeteer or building puppets for um, other people. Um, I haven't really needed to to go through the funding process myself oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and try and put on a show. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's so wonderful. I mean, the, these are little artworks, you know, uh, artworks <laughs> with little characters. Yeah, because I, I'm just <laughs> looking at what I see now at the back, and I think it's it's really um, it's a, it's definitely a um, a very interesting art form. You know, yeah. where you, you create an art with a with a literally with a personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I start. I don't build as many puppets for myself as I should, just because I think it, there's something kind of. I th I think it's kind of sad when you see a puppet on a stick and it's just like yeah, <laughs> you know, it needs to it needs love. It needs somebody to love it and yeah. to, to bring it to life, and. Um, and uh, yeah, because otherwise I could probably easily have a my my house could be filled with puppets, you know, <laughs> I could be filling them all day, but I, I just don't want to see them lifeless, you know, yeah. not, do, not doing anything. I love yeah. I, I like that the, the dog there is back who the <laughs> yeah, yeah. that character. I love I'm sure I know somebody who who has the same is the same as him i'm sure <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he makes you smile yeah yeah no uh, but um but paul uh tell me uh what is your wish for the future i just want to keep doing what i am doing at the moment i'm really enjoying uh, my career at the moment um um, connecting with great people and making some amazing friends and learning stuff. I'm learning new skills. Um, um, uh, I've started learning, for instance, 3D sculpting with a mind towards how that can be applied to uh, puppetry, uh, puppet building. Um, I just want to keep doing sort of more of what I am doing at the moment. And... Um, uh, and collaborating with people I, I really love collaborating with and 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 having fun and um yeah yeah hopefully hopefully it'll keep going it's it's i'm riding a, a lovely wave at the moment and i hope that wave keeps yeah. going i well, feel very lucky well i mean you're you are just proof here that dreams come true because i mean you had this dream of or the, this wish to build puppets when you were a child and look here you are i mean did you ever know that this, this would be where you are? I mean, the eight-year-old Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I would have gone crazy if I'd been able to um, meet my 52-year-old uh, my self and be told, oh, yeah, don't worry. One day you'll get to do this for a living. <laughs> I, I would have been like, what? 
I probably <laughs> probably wouldn't have tried to be a singer actor. I probably would have kept going with the puppets. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was 17 or so, I thought maybe I should build a bunch of puppets and put them on videotape and send them to Jim Henson. Right. Uh, this is 1987. And yeah. see if he'll give me a job. And I kind of wish I'd done it. I never did it. Yeah. I never did it. Um, yeah, I kind of wish know, I had. But yeah. yeah. But you know, you you had, um, it, it, this is the way you, you had to go and you had to... Hmm sing and you had to um you know do all that and acting and this i think this is part of uh like you said it's also part of the the characters you built you know the puppets you built is because of yeah. that yeah definitely. yeah all of all of that has helped yeah um, yeah tremendously that's yeah. exactly right yeah. yeah yeah it's all been it's all been um leading kind of really to the same place yeah and it it just yeah yeah, it makes no you, <laughs> it, it makes your puppets just so so special because of oh, that. Yeah, really. I love your story. I mean, it's really inspiring because it's it's how many people can say that that I had a dream when I was young and now I'm living my dream. Yeah, I'm doing it, yeah. exactly what I yeah. Yeah. So Paul, just the last thing. Uh, I'm mm. doing a. Um, uh, giving people the opportunity to do a shout out for their favorite coffee place or their favorite restaurant in the area. Where do you go for coffee? Oh my gosh. Um, there's a few places. Um, there's uh, a cafe in Cornwall Park, uh, which I really like, and also um, Circus Circus in Mount Eden Village, uh, Fraser's in Mount Eden Village. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. I think those three, definitely. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was so lovely to talk to you now and um, have you. a, I, I want to say good night to you because you're going to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get up early and, and go off to Sweet Tooth Land, yes. I just, I'm so oh. happy that I got, that I got to you, uh, that you came on my news feed. <laughs> Oh, that's thank okay. you. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to chat to you. It's, um, yeah, it's really lovely yeah. to be asked. Mm. That's a great and, pleasure. Yeah. And Vienna is a, a beautiful city. I went there many years ago and really? spent, uh, I can't remember how many days there. We were sort of moving sort of quickly through Europe at one yeah. point. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, if you come again, let me know and we can we can grab a coffee. And that would can, be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you ever come to Europe? I have not been there in, gosh, I came home in 2007. I haven't been yeah. back to London or to the UK or to Europe since then. Yeah. Well, well, it's time you put those puppets in a, in a suitcase and come to Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, have a lovely um, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Petra. Okay. okay. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.